Good day. So the word of God comes to us today from Jeremiah. Under the caption, a love letter from Jesus to you. What is a love letter? A love letter is an expression of one feeling or emotion expressed to another. Either from a male to a female or from a female to a male. But the love letter that I'm talking about is from Jesus himself. And love can be expressed in many different ways. Through actions, through speaking it or writing it down. Today, Jesus demonstrated that love in all three ways. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, as we're about to go into your words, ask that you let there be clarity, beat back all the forces of distraction. Let not the enemy snatch this word, but let it go forth to your people with clarity. Let everyone who hear this word be cut, be comforted, be changed. Let it have an impact. Increase yourself O Lord and decrease me this I pray in Jesus name Amen Jeremiah 1 verse 5 reads before I formed thee in the belly I knew thee and before thou camest forth out of the womb I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nation we're not a prophet, but I believe this message is applicable to us because God knew each and every one of us before we were conceived, before even our parents met each other. He had a purpose for us. He has a plan for us. And we go to Jeremiah 29, verse 11, and it reads, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And in some version, it says an expected end. So he has good thoughts towards us. Matthew 10 verses 30 and 31 reads, But the very hairs on your head are all numbered, Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Up the chapter, it talks about the price of a sparrow. And Jesus says that we are of more value than many sparrows. Can you count the number of hair on your head? Impossible. But God knows the amount of hair on your head. He repeats it again in Luke 12, verse 1. It says, but even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. And repetition means importance. Right across the Bible, he expresses his love for us. John 3, 16 and 17 reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. 
So here Jesus demonstrated and got the love that he had for a sinful, wretched man. John 15 verse 13 shows that this is not an ordinary love, but this is a great, great, great love. It says, Greater love had no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. And it's even a greater love because we were not friends of God or Jesus. Romans 5 verse 8. But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We were not his friends and he died for us. So that's greater than greater. That's the greatest, basically. Romans 8 verses 6 and 7 and James 4 verse 4 shows that the carnal mind is God's enemy. Romans 8 verses 6 and 7 reads, For to be carnal minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. Verse 7, because, he, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. James 4 verse 4, Adulterers and adulteress, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And this is not talking about having friends in the world. No, because as we see in the Bible, Jesus went around, spoke to all people and extended his love and his compassion. So that's not what it's talking about. It's talking about worldly practice. Things that pleases the flesh, that promotes lust and envy basically the opposite of Christ so if it's not pure and it's not lifting your mind heavenward then it's worldly thus Jesus died for us his enemy to show his love because the scripture says that greater love is there than this that a man should lay down his life for his friend and we were not his friend we were his enemy and he died for us so it's greater than great pretty awesome Ephesians 2 verse 16 and 17 declares that Jesus came live and died to abolish the enmity of our choice where which we chose sin we chose darkness over the light that Jesus came to shine upon us Ephesians 2 verse 16 and 17 reads and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you, which were afar off, and to them that were night. So we are very far from God in our sinful state. We were his enemy. So we have learned so far that he preached and he died for our sins. But in preaching, he lived above sin. He also suffered for us in Isaiah 53 verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement 
for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Romans 6 verse 23 tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, he died in our place. What we should have received, he took. Not because he was worse, not because he had to do it, but because he loved us. Jesus demonstrated in Matthew 5 verse 44 and 46 this said word. In his life, he demonstrated this. It says, but I say to you, love your enemies. He did that because he died for us while we were yet sinners, while yet while we were yet his enemy. Bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. We persecuted him. Even on the cross, he, when he was being persecuted, he said that, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they've done. So he lived this word. It says that you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and send rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Yeah, because anybody can love those who love them. It reads, Do not even the tax collector do the same? To the sinners and the Christian, I have a message for you today. And it's this, God loves you with an unconditional love. The greatest love there is. To the sinner, Jesus says in Revelation 3 verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. It's not a literal door, but it's like saying today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. So the Christians, hold on and don't give up. Romans 8 verse 35, 37 and 38 reads, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Nothing had separated Jesus from the love of God. The more he was persecuted was the more he clung to the word of God. The more he prayed, the more he studied. Because he knew that his strength did not come from him, but it come from God. So when you are persecuted, or you're facing tribulation, distress, or perils, or famine, whatever it may be, cling to God. And it answers, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loves us. So we are more than conquerors in Jesus. Philippians 4 verse 13 says, We can do all things through Christ who strengthen us. And the scripture reads, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. To the sinner, let him in. And to the Christian, nothing between your soul and your Savior. Do have a blessed day.